I'm your host Anada Rati, a food writer and cooking instructor specializing in Indian flavors. I'm joined by my friend and co-host Kanchan Shringi, a technology professional and a mom. She has challenged me to write my recipes so that they are not only simple and flavorful but can be cooked in the time you have. We talk about how to put together exactly one meal in each episode. You will know the ingredients, the equipment and the steps to prep and cook. Listen to the podcast, look up the recipe on our website and start cooking. Listeners, happy new year. May your goals, dreams and aspirations, culinary or otherwise, get fulfilled. It's time for new beginnings and we are jazzing up the format of our podcast. We are opening the show to home cooks, the warriors who cook through sickness, deadlines, quirks, pandemics, likes, dislikes, allergies, and worst of all, pickiness. These unsung heroes of the kitchen will tell us about the one recipe that rocks their boat. Listen up folks, we are just about to hand over the keys of the culinary kingdom to you. Today we have a special guest with us and he is going to be talking about his favorite recipe which is amdi. Hi Ajay. Hi Anada. So uh, Ajay, tell us what is amdi? For me growing up amdi was this tur dal that had a distinct sour taste a distinct sweet taste a distinct saltiness and a distinct uh, uh spiciness or or chili taste to it and if i could taste these four in in a tur dal that to me was amti so it's a balance of all these four flavors it's a balance of all these four flavors so amti is a lentil based dish a maharashtrian dish which uh, many people have different recipes for and we are going to follow the way ajay has has recommended it to us and uh, it's a lentil dish made with pigeon peas that you pair with either rice or roti but generally it tastes very good with rice and a very heavy dose of ghee on top yes ghee is super super flavorful why did you choose amti to be your one recipe well, growing up amti was my favorite recipe not because it was a delicacy but it was because um we used to he- eat it almost every other day i could eat it with roti i could eat it with rice and it hit all the flavor notes for me and so that turned out to be my most favorite recipe of all times so you when did you learn to make this recipe i learned to make this recipe just about a week ago uh when my wife kanchan asked me to come to this podcast and bring a recipe that uh, would be my favorite one so i asked my mom and she sent me the recipe and uh, i learned how to make it uh, for the first time so what are the main ingredients and uh, what are the special ones say if i am learning to cook and if i have a very young pantry young kitchen so when i looked at the the overall um sort of set of ingredients uh, obviously i found quite a few that i would consider a little bit esoteric um when i 
divided the ingredients between the ingredients that were the most compelling to me growing up, uh, recalling the, the the flavors. Obviously, it was the tur dal. Uh, that was one. The kokum, which gives the sourness in the amti. And the jaggery, which was the, the sweetness. Those three I would consider as absolutely essential, other than you know the usual, such as salt, etc. But those are the ones that I would consider as essential. And then there are other uh, ones that my mom recommended that I put, which were uh, a little bit perplexing to me, but it turned out that they give an amazing flavor. So she asked me to put uh, methi dana, which I eventually decided to crush and make it into a powder uh, because the methi dana was coming um, was coming into the dish as I was eating, and then it's a, it's very bitter, so I crushed it, made it into a powder. That was a, a very let me inter- interrupt you. Sorry, Ajay. For our listeners, methi dana are fenugreek seeds, and they right. have a slightly bitter flavor. But when you add them to savory dishes, they are uh, you know it gives it amps up the savoriness of the dish. That's yeah. right. Continue, Ajay. That's right. So, so the fenugreek seeds was uh, was something that I thought was a little bit uh, out there. The other one was goda masala, something that you know I never had in the pantry, and I did not even want to go figure out how to make my own goda masala. Those two I would consider as the the most uh, out there, and then the rest are just I would say in in between. So as an example, if you don't have kokum, you might substitute it with tamarind, something I did not try, but you know any any kind of uh, ingredient that can impart a sour flavor uh, would be essential. So here again about goda masala. Goda masala is a Maharashtrian garam masala, basically. And it has very funky ingredients like dagarful and nakkesar. Okay, these so dagarful is like a fungi which is uh, which is available in a dried form and it imparts this umami taste to the masala. So it has a very very unique taste. I have heard I have seen recipes online which say that you can substitute garam masala uh, if you don't have goda masala, but the flavor that goda masala imparts is very very different. So, you know, I would recommend that you guys get a small packet of goda masala and uh, use it in this recipe. Yes, when I used goda masala, it was extremely uh, flavorful. Uh, however, I'm very happy that I did not go down the path of creating my own goda masala. Yes, that's an involved recipe. That's Making your own goda masala is a rather involved recipe. So, uh, Ajay. What kind of equipment is needed to cook this dish? What is a must-have and what is optional? Okay, so my mom recommended that for tarka I use something else, uh, but I did not do that because I wanted to be a little bit more efficient with my utensils use. The two main utensils that I used was one for the cooking, cooking the dal. I used an Instapot. Uh, People can use a pressure cooker. And then... Um, I took a separate uh, pan, so to say, uh, in which I cooked the masala, but I made sure that it was voluminous enough that I could put the dal in it once the masala was done. So I only ended up using two. And what if I don't have a pressure cooker or an instant pot? If you don't have a pressure cooker or an instant pot, then 
you'll have to take a pot and boil the dal and get the get the dal uh, to be at a at a consistency uh, where it can go become an amti. So once you once you boil the dal enough, uh, you would want to mash it and crush it. The one thing the one thing to make sure to make the make it easy for the dal to boil, it you would have to soak it for a few hours so that it's easier to boil. So here I would like to remind our listeners that uh, we have explored a dal before, a simple simple tur dal in which the main ingredient is the pigeon peas or the tur dal, which is also the main lentil used in the amti recipe. And uh, if you don't have an instant pot or a pressure cooker, you can soak it uh, at the minimum for say half an hour and then cook it. It takes about 30 minutes on medium heat for the dal to cook fully. So, you know, the you can totally make this recipe if you do not have a pressure cooker or an instant pot. So, Ajay, now can we delve into the actual recipe? How do you go about making the amti? So, once, once my mom gave me the recipe, I read through it a few times to organize the steps in my mind. And what I did is I uh, quickly realized that there were a lot of ingredients in the masala section, a lot of small things to, to go add, uh, and also some prep work to be done. And so I separated out the recipe between prep steps, uh, which was mainly soaking the dal for about an hour, a little over an hour, uh, and then the, the the methi, the fenugreek seeds, uh, I made sure that they were ground so that I could put that uh, in the in the in the dal before it boils. And then the second step that I did is I collected all the different masalas because there were something like eight or nine of them uh, to be put into the dish and made sure that they were all in one place uh, before I started cooking. So those were the two big things that I did. Uh, to make sure that I could execute this without uh, burning things. So tell me, what 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 are the steps which can be in this recipe that can be done, say, a day in advance? Like I have time, I don't have time today, but yeah. I want to make this recipe. Yeah. But I yesterday was a weekend, so I have time, more time. Yeah. So what are the advanced ingredients in this recipe? So the, the only two things, uh, two or three things that are needed that you can do in advance, you don't have to be uh, doing it even the night before, but if you want, you can, is soaking the tur dal. Uh, if you soak the tur dal, it becomes easier to cook. And inside the soaking, you know, the water that comes with the, with the soaking is also very useful in the boiling. It imparts really good flavor. So that's one. The second thing that I did was crushing the, the, the fenugreek seed, the methi dana, and converting it to a powder. Uh, the third thing that I did was I took the kokum leaves and I put uh, hot steaming water uh, and I dipped the kokum leaves in the hot steaming water and left them for a long time so that the water would get flavored with the kokum juice. So, and, and what do you mean by long time? How much time? Well, in my case, I left it for like two hours. And I made sure that it was not in a metal container because obviously the metal containers uh, cool off very quickly. So I made sure that it was a non, in a non-metal container uh, and I could have kokum water, uh, the, the water that had the flavor of kokum so that I could use it in the dal later on while cooking and I could ensure that I would get that sour taste. So if I don't have two hours... What is the minimum amount of time I need to soak the kokum? I would say about 15 minutes. 
and um, and then I would uh, put a little bit more extra effort in squeezing the kokum juice into the dal so that you could get all the uh, sour extract into the dal. So talking about kokum, kokum is definitely an esoteric ingredient, yes. which you will probably find only in Indian grocery stores. That is right. Not even, you may find it in Asian grocery stores, but you know Indian grocery stores will have them. So uh, if you don't have kokum, what are the recommended alternatives? I would say tamarind, although I did not try it with tamarind, but I can easily see this dish being prepared with tamarind, uh, which could be just tamarind that you can get from a grocery store or a tamarind extract that you can get from a grocery store. I have a feeling that uh, Thai food or Asian food sections might have a tamarind extract as well. Yes. So yeah, walk us through the recipe now. So the recipe, uh, after the the prep steps, the way the recipe went about was I started uh, putting the masala together. And one of the key things that I learned in this recipe is the sequence in which the masala was being put. You know, me being a very casual, uh, a little bit careless cook, I put everything in once and get my masala done. But in this case, my mom had suggested a very specific sequence. And that sequence was to first to get the the oil to a reasonably good temperature and then, to my surprise, shutting off the heat and then putting in some um, rye seeds, which are mustard seeds. I added jeera seeds to the recipe because I like them. So I added that uh, and then let it let it uh, crackle for about 20 to 30 seconds. After that, I added uh, kadi patta. Let it crackle for 20 to 30 curry seconds. Leaves. Curry leaves. Kadi is curry, curry leaves. Curry leaves uh, for 20 seconds or so. Uh, and then the next set of uh, masala uh, ingredients went in, which was turmeric powder, haldi powder. I added jeera powder because I like it. Mirchi or uh, uh, red chili powder. Red chili powder. Uh, hing, which is asafoetida, uh, coriander powder, uh, goda masala, and salt. I put all of that uh, after this, after the first set of masalas had gone in. And that's what I cooked on low to medium heat for a bit. Then I added kokum water, uh, and then I squeezed the kokum in and I put the kokum in, mixed everything well, and I added a cup of water. Um, heated that for a little bit then I added the jaggery uh, and again uh, mixed everything as well as I could uh, for about 30 seconds or so and then I added the frozen coconut let it thaw mix it well and then I added one more uh, cup of water and let the whole thing mix and cook for about a minute before I put the dal in so this whole process of gradually putting in specific things was something that surprised me, but it turned out to be uh, the right way to do it. And then you had to be around, right? Because all I the masalas be masalas are going to burn if you just go and start texting or take a phone yes, call. Yes, yes. And this is the reason why in, in the recipe I, I stated at the beginning that it's very important to collect all the ingredients and keep them very handy. Because if at the nth moment you're searching for frozen coconut or you find that, oh, you know, you, you're searching for um, curry leaves and they happen to be in the fridge and you're rummaging through, well, your 30 seconds have gone by. So you might have to 
turn on the heat again, heat the oil a little bit again, and go back and uh, try to adjust those things. So that's that's what I learned uh, from uh, a few FUPAs. Mm-hmm. So w- what do you pair this with? What is, I mean, you said you eat it with rice or roti. Yes. So I prefer it with, with plain white rice. And that's what I, that's what I paired it with. Yeah, I think we've got the hang of the recipe, Ajay. Let us, uh, I hope our listeners will try them. So thank you, Ajay. Thank you for telling us about your favorite recipe. And I hope our listeners will uh, make this. Me too. Thanks all for listening. Anada and I explore simplification of the cooking process while retaining the flavors. This recipe, along with sub-recipes for the advanced ingredients that come together for the meal, is at mysimplecooking.com. If you're new to cooking or need it to fit into the time slots you have, join us one meal at a time.